How do you want to do this? Um, roll with it? Yeah, I think so. Welcome to the podcast. We are 40. Is this? Do you think this is episode one? I think this is probably episode one because I'm thinking most people will be like, I have no idea who these people are. So we should probably, you know, introduce ourselves or yeah. talk about ourselves, which is yeah. our favourite thing to do. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Surprisingly, we don't really like to talk about ourselves, but we should. We should be brave <laughs> and introduce ourselves to give some sort of credi- credibility. Right? I'll make it way easier for both of us. Please. Hi. <laughs> hey. <laughs> oh, I just made it worse. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Where were you going to go with that? I was going like, to do it backwards. Got. I was going to say, like, this is Tim Phillips, but it's so weird because you're my husband. But that's okay. This People, is Tim Phillips. We are we're here. Uh, my name's Tim Phillips. My this is my wife. Jess Phillips. We are both part-time creatives. Mm-hmm. Because that's the nature of the beast. If you are a creative person, the the chances are it's the part time of your life. You probably have other work that you need to generate to put food on the table and yeah. have a family and have a life. And so, also do well. Like I think the thing with being a creative person is the more desperate you are, the the more for the work, the less likely that work is going to come to you. So I think that the Totally. The We're point getting of, some head nods around here. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Everyone's <laughs> in a groove. In, in yep. Exactly. Yeah. So it's sort of like part-time creative. You've got to have a job. You've got to have something that puts food on the table and keeps you kind of, in a way, creative and not just like looking at the dollar signs at the end of whatever job it is you're trying to get. That's it. Because so. if you go on for an audition or whatever your creative outlet might be, that they can tell. So if you don't go in there with confidence within yourself to say, hey, I'm here to put my best foot forward. This is me being creative. If you like it, you can have it. If you don't like it, fine. I'm going back to yeah. my day job. Which is kind of sad that they can tell and they're like, don't want it because it's like the person that needs it. We're like, ugh, hate that one. I hate the guy that needs it. But the guy that doesn't need it, they're the give him a job. Get it. The rich get richer. Yeah, they do. So <laughs> we've found that in this day and age, uh, to day be and creative. Age. That's Tim's oh, I do say day and age a lot. My gosh. Just one little thing, little fun fact about Tim. He yeah. likes to say this day and age ever since he became a dad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's also a dad, by goodness the way. Me. And I that is such an old man thing to say. He's my baby daddy. So goodness me. Good. Yeah, goodness oh, me. And what was the other one? Oops a daddy. Oops a daddy. Oops a daddy. Oops a daddy. There's this thing anyway. with the Phillips family, oh, Tim's side of the Tim's Phillips family. Um, they have all of these. Funny. You call things. them Phillipsisms. Phillipsisms. That's what I call them. Yes, they're things that they say. And because I moved here from Los Angeles, followed Tim, and grew up in New Zealand, I don't know if these are like Australian things or they're Phillipsisms a lot of the time. <laughs> so <laughs> Pam will, it's his mum Pam will say something, and I'll be like, "What is? What is that?" Yeah. Does every Aussie <laughs> say this, or is this just rattle Pam? your dags? That's no, a rattle Aussie your dags. One. That's Aussie. Yeah. The the um the vroom vroom. That, vroom that's, vroom, that's a, a Phillipsism. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like the thing, that, I don't even know what it's called. Now I call it the it's vroom It's like the vroom. juicer thing you It's you the thing mix. you like blend. That's blend not the, a good way to do it. You blend that's the potatoes. Oh, yeah, you blend those thing. potatoes. <laughs> oh, it's wow. a, a stick blender. That's the word for okay. it. Yeah, or yeah. just a vroom, or vroom, vroom vroom. Just to keep yeah, it simple. That's mostly Phillipsism, so they're just sounds of things, you know. <laughs> yeah. The uppy downy, lifty uppy. Oh, the lifty uppy. That's the garage door remote control. Yep. <laughs> that's not an Australian thing. That's definitely that's a Phillipsism. That's definitely a Phillipsism. Um, oh, there's so many I can't even. Oh. 
So <laughs> because there's other ways of releasing your content nowadays, <laughs> we, we've decided that we would like to spend more time being creative. We want to create video clips because we get these funny little ideas and, and we'd often write them down. And now we're like, hey, let's actually shoot them. Mm. Let's actually put them out there because we get to then act whenever we want. Yeah. We don't need to rely on booking an audition, waiting for an audition, being that one to slip through the cracks that actually gets the job yeah. because there can be a lot of talented people going up for these roles. Only one can get them. Yeah. So for us, this is about us being able to be creative. We can make these videos. Then we thought, let's make a podcast because we know other creative people in the and same boat. And we love talking about these things. You we know, do. A lot of times we want to, well, we think we'll talk about in this podcast is um, films and TV series that we're watching and just sort of like dissecting it and going over it because Tim and I can have conversations like this for hours at home about the lighting, about the sound, about the acting, about the directing, about everything, about yeah. the whole the, the whole script and everything. So We're doing this podcast. We would like to try and bring on um, every second episode maybe a guest mm-hmm. that is also creative. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they're a full-time creative. It's just more about the hustle and about um, being creative and, and all the other things that you need to do to go along with it. And just because you don't need to have that part-time job anymore doesn't mean that they're not a welcome guest. It's just yeah. about that whole journey. And, Chances and are they've been... Things a part-time yeah. creative at some point in Most their journey. Most people that have have made it, no matter what level they are, have had side jobs and times of struggle or even maybe times where they weren't booking work and they were stressed. So I just think it's a you know good thing to talk mm. about with other creative And creatives people. probably can't help but feel like maybe those days are ahead of them mm-hmm. again because yeah. we're at the mercy of the job we're on at that point in time, mm-hmm. uh, whatever's popular, and you, know, you, you could finish up on a show or whatever it may be and then be in a bit of a drought for a while. Who knows? You don't know. So you've yeah. got to be prepared to to still try and keep the dream alive and be satisfied in the meantime as well. So. Yeah, I actually remember reading a friend of mine had put on Twitter, the best time is the time between after you've booked the job and the first day on set because yeah. once you started the first day on set, you start thinking about, what am I going to do once this job ends? It's mm-hmm. just like this. There's this beautiful sweet spot of like, I've booked a job, I've got something coming, I'm, I'm in motion, best. and then it's like, oh, what do I do after this job is over? Yeah. So it's a it's a funny little time. Yeah, so period. true. The thing we were saying before is we'll introduce ourselves and each other. Mm-hmm. Um, Tim and I are married. Obviously, we met in Los Angeles seven and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. Are we old enough to be that real? It's yeah, weird. Guess so. um, and Tim actually did a film called Liars All with yep. um, my best friend, and she had been trying to set us up for probably over a year, but we had only met like for two minutes at a premiere very briefly for Liars All. It was literally like a, hi, I'm Tim. Hi. He doesn't even remember me. Well, I, obviously it was a very big night <laughs> for me, Fine. seeing all the cast I again, kn- a lot I of guests. I remembered him because I knew people. that he was the guy that Jackie wanted to set me up with. Mm. So fair enough. Had a bit more weight for you, perhaps. Yeah, perhaps. Um, and I was like the lead in this cool film, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we randomly bumped into each other at a pet store. And um, I remembered him, but I couldn't quite figure out how. And mm. then suddenly I just was like, is your name Tim? Probably quite weirdly, I imagine it. No, oh, well, I mean, I was trying to figure out a way of like, how do I strike up a conversation with this <laughs> girl? Like we're in a pet store, there's limited time. 
what do I do? And she was in the line in front of me and I was, I was like, oh, maybe I'll just be like, oh, excuse me, oh, could you hold the oh, – I just didn't know what <laughs> – oh, is that what, what brand of dog food is that? Is that a good one? Do you recommend it? I don't know. Funny thing about this story Ooh. is that I did hear him looking and talking to uh, – looking for pet food and talking to the uh, the girl that worked there and saying he wanted to get like – Oh, like vegetarian or gluten-free or oh, some kind of like dog special food. dog food for his dog. And I was like, oh, that's like the I most L.A. Like, thing yeah, ever. It was. It but was. it was, you know, I, the, the accent, I was like, do I know him from New Zealand? Is it a New Zealand accent? Is it an Australian accent? Is he famous? That's a very common thing in L.A. It's like, yeah, because you're not sure. You're, you're not like, sure. I, I, I've definitely seen them before, but. Yeah. And I've done that thing where you're like, how? Oh my God, hey. Oh, shit. You're yeah. famous. Oh, my I God, it's Leonardo you at all. Oh. I've actually done that in an audition. <laughs> oh, no. um, yeah, so Tim is an actor. Um, he has done a lot of work over the years. He started out in the Dolly competition. Yeah. Um, back when he was like 16, 17? 18. 18. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, him and his best friend, or one of his best Sam friends, Clark. Sam Clark, were yeah. the final two. Final um, two boys, top two. Top two boys. Well, in the top five boys, mm-hmm. um, Sam ended up booking the role that we were going for. Mm-hmm. A couple of months later, I got a different role mm-hmm. on the show, which sort of kick-started everything. It was a guest spot on Neighbours, went over there, ended up getting an agent in Melbourne. He was like, you know, you've got to move to Melbourne if you want to commit to this. So made that move. And your um, agent was the same one you have now, just Aaron? Yep, yep, yep. Aaron Michael Management, been with them ever since two thousand and. Six or seven, I guess it would have been. It's a long time. Um, so one of the lucky ones, I've, I've been very well looked after and been able to stay with them for a long time, mm-hmm. um, which is fantastic. And then just sort of did a bit of job hopping mm-hmm. in Australia. Some of the What kind of not acting jobs did you do when you lived in Melbourne? Uh, the cliche, working in a bar, in a yeah. backpackers. Who hasn't? Gee, that was fun. Where Me and my mate, where, Sam. Gee. Uh, Gee <laughs> Willikers. Golly. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I, I'd, uh, we had our BMXs and we lived on the top of the hill. The bar was at the bottom of the hill. So if I was like, oh, I start my shift in about 30 seconds, just get on the BMX, zip down, I was there. And Tim was always late because 30 seconds is too late. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the most punctual, that's for sure. Mm. And then you went to LA for just a little trip to sort of see and meet Test agents. That was right. Yep. And you um, hooked, meet my manager. Met, looked at linked yep. up with Tiffany. Tiffany Cousin over there. Um, and you're still with her. So Tim still with her. is very good at relationships. He <laughs> like really you been rock the so boat, you know? lucky with really great representation. Yeah. And not many people get to keep their agents and managers for that long. Yeah. And they all they seem to really like you, which is nice, I think. And they seem to really take care of you. So yeah. I like that. I'm very lucky. Yes. Um, and then you did Lyra's All, like I mentioned before. You had a guestie on Once Upon a Time, a um, couple of episodes of that, and Secret, Secret Circle. Circle. Yeah, that was a recurring guest. That yeah. was a great gig. I only did good. one season, so, you know. Yeah. This is the thing. As Never. a creative, like, if that went on to do a second season, I would have still been there. Mm. Uh, and then who knows, but that show ends. Yeah. And, and then you're back to the drawing board. Yeah. And then you did a job that you loved. I know it's one of your favourites, which was Devil May Cry, which is a video game. You played Dante. Yes. Put your hands up. Do not fight back. I'm scared. What will they do to me? All you need to do is hold on for as long as you can. I will come back for you. I love watching all the behind the scenes. I found it very attractive. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. I don't know why, because you're wearing like a tight spandex suit, but somehow it did it for me. Good. 
Yeah, I don't know. Showed off the bod, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, was, that was what it was. <laughs> um, and then you booked a job back on Neighbours when you when we first met. Yeah. And that brought you back to Australia. Yeah, so. I was keen to come back to Australia. Um, and so, two, well, at the, that point, it was a one year contract. So, a year of steady work was pretty appealing. Look, before you start. So, mm-hmm. came back, turned into two years, and it was a, a really good run. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and you know, since then, little bits and pieces, mm-hmm. some short films. One that went to Tribeca. Um, and what the hell are we talking about? Couple with uh, one of my good friends, Tom Phillips, that will definitely be on the podcast at some point. Yes. Um, he's basically the guy that's keeping me employed as an actor these days, <laughs> uh, which I love. Like, and he he always uses uh, a lot of the same cast, which I think is so cool. We're watching a. Uh, we watched Mank, the um, uh, movie that's on, was it Netflix? Netflix. Um, and oh, it's about old school Hollywood. And I think a lot of those old school Hollywood films, the studios, they reuse the same Well, they people. did it differently back then. So they you didn't get a contract for a film. You got a contract for a studio from what that's I remember. Right. And it was like a yeah. five-picture deal. Like they don't yeah, really do yeah. that anymore. And it's only been a, maybe 10 years, I think, since they – well, maybe they still st- – still do do we that. We wouldn't know. But um, I think they become more uh, less and less common. Like back then it was like you were an actress with MGM Studios yeah. and, and then, then they... you maybe sell you almost like a sports player to like a different studio. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Things Which is quite cool. Now. So, yeah. yeah, it's almost like um, those guys at We Made a Thing are doing that mm-hmm. you know, a little way. They're keeping some of their regulars mm-hmm. uh, on board, which is really nice. Mm. Um, yes, yeah, so it's our little creative outlet. Yeah. Mm. Excited. Mm-hmm. The end. No, you haven't. It's oh. just all the Tim show. <laughs> Tim, <laughs> when I was pregnant, this is almost like this is almost like the podcast version of uh, what used to happen to me when I was pregnant. We would go out to a bar and obviously couldn't drink. So Tim would be like, "Okay, shall I get you something?" I'm like, "Just a water." Every single time, literally every single time. Without fail, Tim would go up to the bar, order the drinks, come back with just a beer in his hand for himself. And as soon as he'd see me, he'd have this big, like, Labrador tongue hanging out. Life is the best. On, and then I'd be like, where's my water? And he'd be like, oh, <laughs> shit. And, like, run back to get the water. This is the same thing. So I've just yeah. given Tim his big intro, and he's like, oh, this is great. Uh, let's wrap everybody. Anyway, I think it's all over. <laughs> now, Jess, on to you. Um... <laughs> Uh, well, you moved to, is this, I feel like this is now like a quiz, like how much do I know about my wife? Um, Jess, <laughs> yeah, you moved to. Yeah, how much? This is a test. Well, quickly, I've born in America. To be fair, I have like a pretty confusing life story. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Mm. Born in America, moved to New Zealand At around eight. eight-ish, mm-hmm. eight until 18. seven, 18, mm-hmm. back to America. So sort of your formative years in. New, yeah, New like Zealand, most of my but, life that I remembered up until 18. Yeah. Um, but now that we've had a kid, like, we can see, geez, he's been in Australia and he's one and a half. That's a lot of his life. Mm. It's all of his life. <laughs> By eight, that's, you know, that's, that's yeah. pretty formative as well. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, back to America to pursue. Yeah, so team. I went to, um, originally I was enrolled in the New York branch of the New York Film Academy, which has branches all over the world. Um, and then literally maybe four, maybe a month before, or six weeks before um, we were meant to start school, I decided I wanted to go to the L.A. branch instead because the idea was I would end up in L.A., 
So I called the school and I said, this is my plan. Do you think it makes more sense for me to go to the LA branch? They said, yeah, probably, because all of your contacts will be there. So they transferred me to the LA version of the New York Film Academy and um, went to school for one year doing screen acting there. And pretty much straight out of school, I was submitting myself every day on, um, oh God, what was it called? Now Casting, I think. It was the old one. No, no, it was the old one. It's like now everyone uses LA Casting. I think it was called Now Casting and also Craigslist, just like scouring for acting jobs. And Mm -hmm. I was submitting myself because I didn't have um, an agent. Mm -hmm. And I submitted for this project that was called Children of Anchor Cove. And I reckon it was like my second, it was my second audition um, in LA. And that ended up being what was Lonely Girl 15. Hi guys, um, so this is my first video blog. Which was this web series um, on YouTube that was sort of one of the first series and it sort of, it's very hard to talk about yourself in this way, but it got very popular on YouTube and it was... It blew up. YouTube was very (laughs) new, so it was that early stage where uh, people weren't desensitised to... Uh, everything that could be put on. Yeah, to the tricks. Uh, People thought this was a real blogger um, that ended up going missing. Sort of, yeah. Not really. They didn't think I went missing at the time, but it just was like people were sort of like, oh, is it? It's all right. It's a lot of episodes. Um, People were sort of like, is this a real person? Is this an actor? They weren't really sure. So... Um, obviously, it was sort of semi-scripted. It had ideas behind each video, but they wanted it to be authentic and, and mm. very natural. So it was sort of improvised based around their ideas for the video. Mm. Um, and that was the genius behind it because mm. people did think it was real. Yeah. So. And so people got, it was obviously pre-Instagram and, and all of these things as well. So people weren't used to almost like creating a relationship with someone that they didn't know online. Mm. So they had these emotional connections to this girl. She was meant to be 16. She was lonely. She had one best friend that was um, my friend Yusuf Abu Talib who played Daniel on the show and um, people got really connected to her and it got to a point where it was getting so popular that I was getting really stressed out because I hate the idea of like hurting people's feelings Mm. and when it got to like Knowing that people really loved Brie, which was my character name, um, I just felt like, mm, I don't know if I can do this anymore. And then it you know, got exposed in the LA Times that I was an actress and everyone was behind, you know, other producers were behind it. And mm. there was a girl that was um, helping us who worked at CAA, but she was just an assistant. So it really had, it seemed like a really big production because... There was this, like, CAA link, but actually they had nothing to do with it. It's just that she was an assistant at CAA as her, like, And then when you read that on paper, you're like, oh, my gosh, this is a big production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, um... And some people end up being a bit annoyed that they felt tricked. Yeah, Um, a little bit of that, but then some people really liked it and it was just, like, this new form of media sort of launched a lot of conversations and and different, um, I guess... People were realizing you can do different things on this YouTube other than just like funny little cat videos and yeah. stuff like that. Uh, so then I did a guestie on Greek. Oh, you. Hello. I'm just going to go away. Which was literally one line. Had such a good time, loved everyone there. The writer was amazing and just like really encouraging. And I did a few, which I, the funny thing about being unexperienced um, is sometimes ignorance is bliss. 
and I was improvising, which probably you shouldn't do. As a person that has one line on a, a show, you probably should not improvise on a professional set when you're not the star. Um, so I was like doing little funny improvises and um, they actually liked it, luckily, and I ended up doing about, I think, nine or ten episodes for that show. So it did work out in my favour. Yeah. But That's great advice, now then. as an Do experienced it. It, person, guys. I'm like, I can't believe I did that. That's like <laughs> such a faux pas. <laughs> it's that naivety. It's handy yeah, sometimes. Yeah, it sometimes very, very handy. Embrace it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I still had to re-audition for that part, which was funny because it was just this little f- small bit and then they had another character that they thought, well, we can kind of merge her into that character, mm. but I hadn't really done a lot of acting yet, so they had me audition for it. And just I kind of thought sure. it was in the bag a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I fair just, enough. I'd come straight off Lonely Girl, and I'd already been there, and they liked me. And then I walked into the audition room, and there was literally people sitting on the floor. There was that many girls auditioning for this role. Oh, jeez. They could have been in there for other roles too, but I saw it as like, oh, my God. And I'm like, yeah. this is my, I thought this was my role. Yeah. And I could see a girl like going over the same lines that I was about to do, Weird. and I'm like, Weird. What the hell? I actually don't think I gave the best audition. I don't remember, but yeah. I think they were happy with me in that role, clearly. Yeah, must have been. Um, that, that, that naivety, again, it's handy. You're like, yeah. thank goodness the lead-up, you haven't been, like, feeling nervous and stressed yeah, exactly. the whole time like everyone else probably confident has. And then, like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is not a producer meeting. This is, like, an audition. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You Shit. thought you were in to negotiate your contract. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Um, and then from there, uh, did a film that was I got an award for but it's the opposite of an award it's called a Razzie um it's like worst film of the year so I did a film very small part but with Lindsay Lohan called I Know Who Killed Me Aubrey! Mm-hmm. and it literally won like all the Razzies but the Razzie was like worst ensemble cast so technically oh, hey. I have a Razzie oh well nice that's <laughs> in pretty in a way good. yeah um but, but yeah. you also have a Webby for best right. actress. That was for so, Lonely Girl. So, you know, you know I'm like up and then down. Yeah, things that's do. the journey. Mm, that's the journey. <laughs> Sorority mm. forever. No Fikai, no college. That was like actually one of the most fun experiences I've mm. had um, as an actress. I was the lead in that one. So that was a nice sort of feeling because you had Lonely Girl, but that was very like guerrilla style. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was then more of like this a This is like a more professional. This is like Warner Brothers were launching essentially what now would be considered a streaming service. They were almost yep. ahead of their time yep. because that didn't actually work. That service didn't yep. work very well. So what you're saying is your career was exceptional but just timed a little bit uh, Yeah, poorly. pretty much. I literally had an agent say like people just, we just don't know what to do with you. Yeah. Because it was so early mm. that, yeah, I had like recognition and I had momentum, but it wasn't like momentum from a, you know, film that just came out of Sundance and they knew exactly what the path yeah. was for that. This was like, is she like a reality star or is she, does she want to do more internet stuff? And I was getting all these offers for internet shows. I think I sort of had a very sharp, steep incline to my acting career and then probably like a very sharp, steep decline as well. Yeah. And then I've had a lot of odd jobs. A lot, a lot of odd jobs. A lot, lots of waitressing, lots of bartending. Well, you've, and you've pets, got a good um, <laughs> business yeah. mind as well. Mm-hmm. You, you had a, an idea to um, a lot of people with auditions in LA um, and everywhere, of course, but you're in LA at the time. Um, it's hard to find someone to run lines with you. Yeah. So you, you wanted to create a, 
a platform for people to run lines with other actors that are also... Yeah, essentially I was bartending in about 2012. Um, I had a good manager at the time. He'd often get me an audition for maybe the very next day. And then I'd be bartending from five until midnight and I would have gotten the audition at four. And mm. when am I going to run it? If the, I've got to be there the next morning at 10 o'clock. Um, so it was just frustrating. I remember that particular day that I came up with this idea Calling, texting my dad, seeing if he could maybe like Skype with me at the time and mm. asking my friend. And just, just worked out that nobody really had the time to help with that particular audition. And I felt quite defeated. And so that kind of spurred this idea of like, I will literally re- rehearse with anyone. Like another actor would be ideal, mm. even if it was like someone in New Zealand. And then that sort of sparked mm. this idea of we audition or what's called we rehearse when we first made it. Um where actors can connect with all other with actors from all over the world and rehearse their auditions or scenes, um, learn accents, sort of yeah. actors helping actors. It's now um, sort of progressed into being called We Audition, and there's auditions that run on that website and stuff mm. too. So, and the model originally was the idea was to keep creatives working. Yeah. So if you've got an audition that you want to run, you're like, God, I'll, I'll pay someone to help mm. me. Uh, then that way you could be paying another actor that's out there that is yeah. also keen to use their abilities yeah. to act and to help someone else learn their lines yeah. and make a bit of money. Yeah, so you could tip the other uh, payer, which I think you still can. Um, yeah, so mm. that's sort of me. And then I followed Tim to Australia because I sort of needed a life change and it kind of came at the right time. Like obviously met Tim and then he had to move pretty quickly and having New Zealand citizenship as well. I was like, oh, I've got to follow this hottie. So I did. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're married yeah. and have a kid together and, uh, and a podcast. Yep. So we're, we're mm. pretty well bound together. Yep. I was thinking, gee, making a podcast, that's that's almost more binding than having a like <laughs> a house and better a marriage have a prenup. and a kid. Yeah, podcast like, prenup. Yeah. yeah. What happens if... You look like too serious about that. I didn't think it through yeah. that hard. Yeah. Like, maybe, yeah. Maybe we do need a prenup. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's us. That's, that's our us. intro. Um, I think sort of what we would love to chat about going forward is movies. Movies. Series. Things like that. Creatives. Um, things we like. Our, our, the thing, the things we're trying to make um, yeah. as well, like because we've got one that we're going to try and do this week that'll be a bit of a scary one. Yeah, and this one's a bit more intense. It's a, I guess the podcast will always come out after the video so we can talk about it. Essentially, this episode is... It's sort of funny. It's almost like a dark comedy. Um, I think it's kind of funny how you'll have to ask Siri something like, Siri, call husband, and she'll say, you'll have to unlock your iPhone first. But, like, she knows that it's me. Like, my voice is recognized. So why is she saying that? So I thought it would be funny if we do this skit where someone breaks into the house and... I go, the final moment will be like, Siri, call triple zero. And she's like, you'll have to unlock your iPhone first. And then I die. Like, yeah. just a little funny skit. So that's yeah. what we're going to work on probably this week yeah. if we can. We might need a third person because it needs two people to shoot it. <laughs> or he could just be Nick's the, putting his hand up. the person. Uh, and behind the scenes here. Yeah, yeah he, can, he can be our, our robber. break in, yeah, the robber. Yeah. You don't have we'll to say do, anything. Uh, you just have to, like, walk around. <laughs> yeah. um, and so, you know, we're going to have to work out um, – how are we going to shoot that? How, mm-hmm. how can we shoot this to actually pull off that it's scary? Mm-hmm. Um, how are we going to shoot? It should be nighttime. That's always when scary things happen. Yeah. Um, so we had to shoot in low light but have it still look like it's dark but mm-hmm. still be able to see everything. So um, that's sort of the, the purpose 
another purpose with these um, videos for us is to to learn how to make these things so that one day if we're on uh, if we're making a feature film and the DP says I need to make some adjustments for mm. um, to change the lighting to look like whatever we're not going to be um, a deer in the headlights we're going to actually have an understanding of what they're going to yeah. be trying to do and um, maybe we'll have some tips. Oh, <laughs> no, we will Whoa. not. I have a thought. <laughs> uh, excuse me, DP, I used to do videography. Um, yeah. could I, I don't just, know if you've seen my... I just uh, tweaked this. Uh, I just used two LED panels and you went to school for this, but it's fine. Just yeah, give, yeah. let me give you a tip. <laughs> have you seen our Hey Siri skit? That's like um, the classic like actor thing to do as well, be like tell everyone else, like, you know, if you do this, it's... Yeah, would yeah. be better. You know that line you just There's said There's a movie there. called Living in Oblivion, which I'd love to see again. Um, it has Steve Buscemi and Catherine Keener. And it's like, it's almost like a comedy of errors of, of making a film. It's quite old now because oh. I watched it at film school, which was, I'm calling like 16 years ago. Gee. Jesus. Did you watch it on VHS or what? Legit, I think Actually, we probably did. It was yeah. definitely DVD, if not VHS. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a really good one to watch for anyone that like wants to be an actor. What if Damien had an eye patch like Wolf? Hmm. Let me think about that one, Chad. All right, you're the genius. Nick Brown, living in oblivion. Scene six, take one, let's do that! Have you, have you seen it? I haven't seen it. I think that's, I've told, I've work. mentioned it to you a few times. Yep. Um, it's just like all this stuff like that happens on sets but in a sort of heightened way. Mm-hmm. Um but it's a great sort of film for filmmakers to Cool. Let's watch, watch it. Yeah, let's watch it again. And, and, um, and what's some homework for our listeners? What are we, what, what are we watch talking about Watch Living in Oblivion. Yeah, watch that one. And what was the other Why one we said? Why are we doing homework? You are such a cop. Oh, my God. Or a teacher. My sister likes to say that Tim would have made a good cop, is it? Yes. Or a teacher. Because she just thinks he's like by the book, like all like follows the rules yeah. and so funny and he's straight away first podcast. A bit of homework Let's have for some the homework. <laughs> Whereas I'm like, I don't think children could have homework. They, they should just play. go home and be free. <laughs> I'd probably learn more that way. I think I would have. Uh, homework, yeah. Be with your parents yeah. when you get home. Hang out. Yeah. Ride your bike. Kick yeah. the footy. Exactly. You've been at school all day. Yeah. It's ridiculous. You've got the rest of your life to work hard. <laughs> um, um, thanks for joining us, everybody. Yeah. Um, we're lovers of podcasts. We know how cool they are to listen to when you're driving in the car or doing the gardening or whatever. So hopefully we've brought you guys a bit of joy yep. and you're enjoying it. Um, feel free to check out the Instagram page, which is... Part-time creative podcast. Is there a dash in there? No dash. Part-time creative podcast. Nice. Instagram, and that's also the TikTok. And we will have a YouTube channel yep. up soon, which we'll link to in the Instagram account. Yep. And our first guest uh, will be Lucy Gransbury. Yep. Um, we've recorded that. She's a legend. Uh, we're looking forward to sharing that with you guys. And we're proudly recording from Adelaide, Australia, yes. my hometown. And I've got to hang up again. Yeah, just got to hang up. <laughs> How do I hang this thing up? I'm going to say every single ending. Maybe that's it. That's um, my thing. Thanks. We're, we're just going to hang up now. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate it. Okay. See bye. you soon, guys. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Pardon me in my tone. You can't step to my throne. They ain't working like me. Like me.